Hello, and welcome back to a three bean salad hosted by Mike Wozniak. Uh, I'm Mike Wozniak. I'm also Mike Wozniak. And together, as Mike Wozniak, we watch Mike Mia. <laughs> Mama Micah. <laughs> Mama Micah. Uh, the movie, uh, and also Ma- Mama Mike. Here we go. Yeah, but this week we're talking about the first Mama Mia. If you're familiar with this podcast, you're either very confused as to why Mike Wozniak isn't actually here. Uh, but if you are familiar with the podcast, you'll be very familiar with the fact that we talk about Mama Mia every week, every single week. Also, we live together now. That that, that that's happened, ha- but. <laughs> What'd you think of the movie this week? Uh, well, as per every week, I thought that Mike Wozniak was fantastic. Uh, I he plays every single character in this film, and you know what? He it's perfection. I almost couldn't tell. Uh, couldn't almost couldn't tell it was him. Uh, yeah. What did what did you think of it? I thought Mike Wozniak did a great job. Uh, that scene. When Mike Wozniak is on the beach, uh, crawling around in a bikini, or a, a one piece even, God, I thought Mike Wozniak really rocked that one piece, and uh, I'm grateful for Mike Wozniak. Basically, that's essentially it. Um, but for real, five five out of five, ten out of ten, take your pick. Very very nice, Mike Ami- Mama Mama Mika, Mama Mika. Mata hoo-ha? Um, yeah. Are you okay? <laughs> no. no, I'm a little scatterbrained. I think it's just I'm settling into this new recording. We can move to the bathroom if you prefer. <laughs> That'd be a uh, more familiar for you. Or we ease your way into it. One of our sister's bedrooms or a bathroom and I'm happy out. Or just at college. Any of them. But, um, you haven't recorded in a college for like over a year. I Get over it. I know. I know. I'm not a stupid head. Um, but you are. Yeah, I am. But it's besides the point. Um, how about we go for the notes? I suppose we it's could. Kind of routine. That's that's what we do here on the Mike Wozniak experience. <laughs> uh, we read the notes. We we read the notes. Uh, first note. Uh, that I have written down is Sky is a snail. <laughs> <laughs> and how have you spelled that? Uh, that's not important. Okay. <laughs> uh, I definitely didn't somehow spell snail wrong. Oh, or you uh, reinvented the. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I invented a new word I see. specifically to describe Sky's level of sliminess. Yeah. <laughs> My next note is uh, Does Bill just like abandon that motorbike? Just on a pier somewhere. That <laughs> That's a very, very fair question. Um Maybe, I guess, unless like he has someone there like put it to storage or if he's maybe he's borrowed it from someone that lives nearby in what, Mauritius? Is that where he is? Marrakesh, I think. Marrakesh, sorry, yeah. Um Yeah, the only scenarios I could think of are it's abandoned, and that's that. Or it belongs to a friend, and he's abandoned his friend's motorcycle. Or he's stolen it. Or he's stolen a motorcycle. I wouldn't put a past bill. I think he could comfortably steal property of all sorts. My next note is, uh, Bill sits atop a cross. 
just in case you needed further evidence that he is definitely a Christ-like figure. I feel like at some point or another, we've said every fucking character <laughs> in this film is a Christ allegory. <laughs> and I'm happy for them all to be Jesus. <laughs> like, the, you know, the more Jesus, the more um, wine. All I'm saying is that they all somehow rose the that great band from the dead. <laughs> They sure did. Yeah. My next note is... Oh, yeah, I should point out, uh, firstly, that we were watching the extended version today. Oh, fuck, we were, yeah. <laughs> and uh, my next note is, Sky getting pegged. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there was that deleted scene uh, where it seems Sky is indeed getting pegged. Uh, oh, the strap could be organic. Is you know, it's it's very it's concealed as to who is doing the, the mm. topping, so to speak, at the beginning. True. And to be honest, I assumed that it was him and like, one of his mates originally, <laughs> <laughs> but then he goes Sophie Sheridan, you, something or other. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Very strange. Uh, tonally very different from the rest of the film, as are uh, a lot of the deleted scenes. I feel. Uh, <laughs> like to, uh, uh, a great tonal departure and I imagine they were taken out because they wanted this to be a PG so they can I don't know, get more ticket sales mm. your family's in you know what I mean and how, and how? Uh, my next note is uh, uh, either <laughs> either drinking or sucking a huge dick <laughs> I have a note on that as well. Um, let me find it there. Oh, yeah. Uh, I have written down that uh, Donna actually changed her surname before the movie starts. I see. And her original uh, surname, or the name that she was known by at least, was uh, Donna. Oh, I'm not sure I want to leave that in. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I thought that might have been touch or go. I, I felt terrible for writing it down, but... My next note is, uh, come here, Timmy. Come here, Timmy. Yeah, which is something that Julie Walters says. Uh, which, uh, <laughs> I, I don't like that she has chosen to dead name Sophie. Oh my god. Uh, who was, uh, she, uh, obviously this is evidence to support my ongoing theory that Sophie is trans. So, and again, the, the deleted, um, pegging scene. <laughs> Like I said, the strap could be organic. Yeah, the feminine dick. Amen. Yeah, uh, nothing wrong with a feminine penis, but also if it causes causes dysphoria, there's nothing wrong with getting rid of. Do whatever yeah. makes you happy. Tend to agree. Uh, but yeah, I don't like Julie Walters dead naming uh, Sophie <laughs> by saying "Come here, Timmy." Say. Uh, my my next note. This this is during money money money. This is after the door handle comes off. Mm -hmm. uh, Christine Bransky is just uh, sort of hanging it on her finger, uh, and they're oh, they're, yeah. they're singing. And at one point, Donna flicks it, and you hear a little bell sound on the soundtrack. Oh. And I was like, oh, that's a neat little thing. That is an excellent detail. That's a neat little bit of sound design. Uh, my next note is capitalism. Capitalism. Just uh, that's that's next note is. Uh, <laughs> Okay, uh, my next note is, he inflated that mattress fucking quick. Yes, I also have a note on the mattress, which is um, that the shot where uh, Harry is blowing up the mattress 
and Donna comes down from uh, the roof, the hatch in the roof. It, it looks like, from a certain angle, it's just the angle of the shot, it looks like he could be smoking shisha out of uh, Donna's ass. <laughs> just for a split second. Uh, it's the thoughts like this that made it necessary to separate us from the other children yeah. at school. <laughs> My next note is... <laughs> We, what? we need to bring it up. What? Oh no, this! We need to bring it up. Already? Okay, fine. We need to. I know. The next note this is another deleted scene <laughs> that made us both very upset. Uh, it is no. during the scene where uh, Pepper is making Tanya drinks. The deleted bit is after she says, I'm old enough to be your mother, he says to her, Ever hear of. Oedipus, oh. and then gives her a little wink and a, oh. a handgun thing, and uh. it's just like I was so in shock. Like we had to rewind it because I thought I'd misheard it. <laughs> I thought I, I, because oh it's so clear that like they that was all done in the one like shot of Pepper because obviously the way you've edited it, it goes mm. straight back into the original uh, cut of the film. And it's just, ugh. they ju they obviously just went nah. That again, tonally departed from the uh, family friendly film that we were left with. I guess it's so great, and I I hate that that is now canon. That we have to consider that canon and not just your depraved head canon. <laughs> I don't. I I've been telling you. For weeks, and you have refused to listen. That I don't, I don't bring this to the movie. The movie brings it to me. All right. Oh. And uh, now I guess it's confirmed. Uh, my next note. Uh, <laughs> taking it back to uh, the Godfather here for a second. Oh, I'm excellent. Just, uh, just pointing out that it's uh, the uh, the second half of this movie takes place on the day of her daughter's wedding. <laughs> I'm te they're basically the same fucking movie. Hmm. Like, yeah, I'm having it. <laughs> yeah, it's, we, we need a Mamma Mia free that's just kind of disappointing. Uh, <laughs> my next note is, uh, is Sky using Sophie as a beard? Ooh, do you have any further evidence for this, or just are you just uh, just just like I don't know. He's we, we he's he's mainly hanging out with with boys. Uh, mm -hmm. He see he sees men as a potential threat, you know, because oh. you know he's 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 you know he's feeling threatened, not you know right, you know, because they they're making him question his sexuality, and he's obviously very closeted. He's obviously very much in denial, uh, and I don't know. He seems. Very, very obsessed with Sophie, but without wanting to commit romantically to her. Okay. Like, he wants a quick four-minute wedding and not this big romantic thing. Which, like, if he really loved her, he'd be like, I want, I, you know, I want what you want. And yeah. he is, like, going along with it, but somewhat reluctantly. And he's mostly hanging out with boys still. And, you know, in the deleted scene that we see during uh, the uh, Lay All Your Love On Me bit... Uh, you know, when they, they talk about, yeah, we're going to go out scuba diving, he just says, can't we just get drunk and drop our trousers? <laughs> he does. I, you know what? You've convinced me, and I had something else there as well. Oh, yeah. What kind of straight man dons that kind of mask for his fucking stag do? 
Yeah. He's literally wearing a mask. Yeah. I'm just saying. Exactly. No, I would f- I fully buy that actually. And even if we were to look at the second film, I'm sure we'll look out for more hints at it next week. But the fact that he doesn't, you know, is reluctant to come home to Calicari. He says he's been offered a job. Calicari, where, as we established via research, uh, doesn't support gay marriage. Oh, Uh, yeah. Greece does not recognize gay marriage, apparently. Uh, But, you know, big gay scene in New York. Exactly. You know, fucking, he could be in a, what's it, Grand Village? Is that the... Or East Village. Oh, who knows? You know what I mean. There's, the, you know, like like we said, like you said, a big LGBT scene in New York mm. has, you know, kind of known for it. So, yeah, I think I think that holds water. I think uh, all signs point to gay sky. Mm. All Mr. signs gay point sky. to gay sky. Uh, my next question, this is a question for you. Okay. Uh, since you have been uh, doing a lot of yoga lately, I need to ask. Uh, I presume you've just been doing it for podcast research. Has it made your friggin' feet bigger? <laughs> you know, this is funny because um, I was in the kitchen yesterday uh, and I was barefoot, and for whatever reason, I looked down at my feet and I hadn't realized. I was like, over time, my. Uh, I don't know what you'd call it. I don't. It, it, I think it's bullshit that like our, our toes don't have uh, names the way our fingers do. I'm gonna gonna call that first of all. But got a big toe and a pinky toe. Yeah, but then the like the, the fucking... middle toe, and Mid- then I guess <laughs> index toe and ring toe. Um, if I was the, the toe, that would be my index toe. <laughs> <laughs> On uh, both my feet has. Assuming oh... you still had that toe. Yeah. Has, um, the um they have over time become longer than my big toes uh like that did not used to be the case and i am wondering if it's a side effect of yoga yogic practices making my index toes larger well you know what they say people with big feet wear big underpants uh my next note is uh as i alluded to our our research earlier but uh we determined that uh, Sam and Donna, they're not married at the end of this. They no. can't be. You need to give like at least eight days notice. Yeah. In in Greece. That that is a um, a phony fucking marriage waiting to fall apart. Yeah. I mean for for a litany of reasons. Yeah. Uh, partly due to her death, which you know we won't get into the goat story this week because we finally. <laughs> We finally figured out what it is after many weeks of research and many weeks of never figuring it out. We yeah. finally figured it out, and it's a long story. That's a whole ass bonus episode we're gonna have to do sometime. <laughs> oh dear. We're gonna. Ha- I mean, we're gonna have to. I mean, it was all cleared up. Yeah. Yeah. Who would have thought that Uganda would have <laughs> would have held the answer to the goat story? Yeah. God. God bless Uganda. Uh, then my, my final note is, Tanya is Lot, husband number three is Lot's wife, and Pepper is Lot's daughters. <laughs> Just bringing it back to, uh, the Bibble. Yeah, the old Bibble. It's all about the Bibble at the end of the day. Bibble invented fiction. <laughs> well, uh, without further ado, I guess I shall crack on into mine. Um, I gotta say, my notes are kind of, uh... 
a mix of completely innocuous observations and then some, I don't know, just weird shit. Yeah, the, nor- the normal shit with me. Um, <laughs> People have been listening for over a year. I think they're used to it. Ha- um, Harry's assistant is very short. Hmm. As he's getting into his, uh, his uh, car at the start. Both his assistants are actually very short. Very short people. Hmm. Uh, Sam is going to a taxi fair. <laughs> okay. It's it's written on his taxi. It says taxi fair. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> I hope he has a good time. <laughs> um, there's a number of points in this film that I noticed where people are on piers and uh, they're always screaming. First time is when uh, Sophie, Andy and Lorna... Uh, meet up I love that Ross Mayer movie. <laughs> they meet on the pier at the start, and they uh, they all go sprinting, screaming. I'm like, what? What are they screaming about? They sound really scared. If you close your eyes, like those are not screams of happiness. <laughs> those, those are screams of pure terror. Uh, happens again later in uh, Dancing Queen. No, but I think we know why. Ex- yeah, look, there's a few reasons. <laughs> uh, <laughs> You first supposed that maybe there was a giant bowling ball coming down the pier, and that's why they oh, jumped. You initially said, "Is there something coming down the pier after them?" <laughs> to which I thought, "Bowling ball, obviously." Yeah, and the obvious answer is that if if a bunch of people are jumping off a pier because something is coming towards them, it's more likely to than not to be a, a bowling ball, a giant bowling, a ball. giant bowling, which ball. you then suggested would be on fire, which could be on fire, setting the pier on fire, and so they're jumping into the water. But then I came to the realization: oh no, water must contain sharks. Yes, and thus we have uh, Jaws, uh, who is also on fire. Fire Jaws. I think this is a movie about. It's a. I don't know how many sequels are to Jaws. It got, it got up as far as the revenge, right? Yeah, that's the fourth one. So the fifth one would be Fire Jaws, <laughs> which just so happens to be called Mamma Mia, which is also a cover-up for Bigfoot. <laughs> just like all shoe stores, yeah. it's, it's, a, it's a mask for Bigfoot. Amen. I took down the date that Harry comes to the island uh, this week because mm. I want to see if we get we, if we can find any more dated... August it, 11th. In, in August 11th, exactly, for... But for next week, if we find any more dated information uh, mm. regarding whenabouts him and Donna meet in Paris uh, and all that sort of good stuff. Um, why does Sophie feel the need to constantly lie? Do you have any thoughts on that? I have some thoughts on Perhaps it. Perhaps she's a pathological liar. Yeah, but do you think maybe she's learned it from somewhere? Because I think maybe she has. Oh, that's that's interesting. Maybe from Sky. Or, uh, Ooh. maybe from maybe from her mother. I was thinking her mother because mm. think she's been lied to. I mean, to be fair, unknowingly lied to for all these years about mm. uh, the identity of her dad. Well, yeah, she 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 she's been yeah. I mean, to be fair, Donna doesn't know who the dad <laughs> is. Her mother doesn't know, uh, and and. Although she she has apparently told her friends before that it was Sam, it was Sam the architect. Sam. Yeah. Uh, hmm. Maybe I mean, it's possible she did tell Sophie it was Sam the architect. You know who I don't know where yeah. he is. He went off to get married. Blah blah blah. It's about as much detail as saying it was Bob the Builder. Like. <laughs> <laughs> now there is a movie. Uh, who else here remembers that Bob the Builder Christmas special of Elton John? Oh, yeah! 
performing crocodile rock in stop motion form. You know, that really depressing song about a guy who gets <laughs> dumped by his girl for someone else. <laughs> the amount of Elton John tunes that are just blatantly really fucking depressing. There's literally a song of his that is a really upbuilt, uh, upbeat and uplifting uh, song called I Think, I think I'm, I'm Gonna Kill <laughs> Myself. It's a really good song. I, it's I really it's like a catchy song. tune. But it's literally like, Think I'm Gonna Kill Myself. <laughs> like, yeah, it's like a fucking ragtime tune <laughs> about a depressed teenager. It's, yeah, Jesus. That takes me back. Um, how did we get onto El- Oh, Bob the Builder. <laughs> oh, of course. <laughs> I do wonder if there are any, like, d- direct links between Mamma Mia and Bob the Builder. Almost certainly. Uh, let me think. Uh, well, f- let's see. Has uh, I- I'm sure Cher has done something of Elton John, hasn't she? <laughs> Probably. I'm go- you, know, you you keep going for your notes. I'm going to find links. Yeah, I was thinking as well. Maybe um, I was reading this comic series recently, uh, Animal Man by Grant Morrison, mm. uh, a fantastic writer. And... There's this one standalone issue of Animal Man called the Coyote Gospel. And it's basically kind of like a weird mixture of a parody of Looney Tunes, a Christ allegory, and also a satire of like the state, the comic industry at the time that it was released. Hmm. And the kind of uh, basis of the story is the this trucker and a hitchhiker he picks up are riding through Death Valley. And they run over this, like, monster, which is, like, looks basically like an anthropomorphized, like, anthropomorphic coyote creature that has this, Mm. like, uh, glass kind of, uh, like, a test tube looking thing around its neck, which holds a script inside of it, or, like, a scroll. Uh, A year passes. The same trucker has come back to Death Valley to hunt the creature down. Oh yeah, sorry, I should also add, after running the creature over, it completely reassembles itself and then just continues on with its life. Mm. A year passes, this guy, who I'll call Bob, because I don't actually think he has a, a, a given name in the story, returns to Death Valley because in the six days after running over the creature, his best friend died, his mother died, and the hitchhiker that he had picked up was murdered under mysterious circumstances. And he reckons he's been cursed by this creature. He reckons it's like a manifestation of Satan or something that's just lurking around Death Valley. And so he goes to hunt down this thing. And <laughs> what he does originally is he shoots the coyote creature. It falls off a cliff in the process. He then pushes over a boulder to crush the creature. He's also set up a load of explosives as kind of like a failsafe. He goes down to make sure the creature's dead at the bottom of the cliff and the creature fucking walks towards him. It's completely unfazed. It's completely reassembled itself again. And as it walks towards him, it sets off the tripwire for the explosives and blows itself up and sends this guy Bob flying in the process. At which point, at which point, Animal Man arrives because he sees this explosion. He's like, oh, what the fuck's going on down there? Goes down and this uh, creature, this coyote creature, sees Animal Man and goes, oh, it can't speak, but it like recognizes him, takes the scroll from its neck and hands it to Animal Man. At which point we get the coyote creature's backstory. (laughs) The story is, it was a 
creature from like a, I guess like a lower state of reality, a like lower, yeah, basically a, a lower existence, a kind of cartoonish existence in which it was basically a um wily coyote style character, <laughs> uh, decided it was miserable with its fucking existence of just being like you know, constantly thwarted in its plans and, like, getting blown up. I was like, this this existence is absolutely miserable. I'm going to confront God. So, <laughs> so wait, wait, I'm sorry. Are you going somewhere with this? Yes, I am. So the coyote creature, whose name is Crafty, uh, Crafty Coyote, obviously a fucking uh, mm. parody of Wiley Coyote, goes to confront God. God says... Fuck you for confronting me and questioning this universe I've built where, like, no one can die. I'm sending you to a more, like, gritty, less cartoonish universe where you'll know real suffering. And sends him to Animal Man's universe. Uh, so, that's all I need to tell you for to make my point. Okay. That's all I need to tell you. My point, the point I'm making is, Bob the Builder confronted God in his stop-motion style universe... Told him, curse you for fucking bringing me into existence in this horrible universe where I'm destined to build shit forever and ever, and like I'm surrounded by these hellish like <laughs> like I'm not allowed to join any unions. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, like it's it's terrible, and so God says, "Fuck you, Bob the Builder. I'm sending you to a higher level of existence where you'll know true suffering." Thus, we get Sam the Architect. See, I choose to believe that, but I also choose to believe. That uh, there was already a Sam the Architect in existence in our world, so now there's a duplicate, and that explains oh. how they're able to cook and eat the ham. <laughs> there's two of them. There can't be two of them. That's that's too much chaos for mm. one universe. Got to cook him, make a make a ham. And I suppose it would make sense if um, it was the Bob the Builder that had been ascended that got cooked. That's like his. The true suffering that he experiences once he arrives. But of course, being made of plasticine, he cannot die. <laughs> Just gets digested. Like, that's gotta be horrible. Oh, yeah. Just a conscious turd. <laughs> <laughs> Except probably multiple turds, so it would be, oh, like your consciousness split between multiple bodies. That's gotta be horrible. The torment. The torment. This is true suffering, Bob the Builder. <laughs> Anyways, that was... Um... Then, uh, what, he gets nibbled at by plankton? Maybe. Plankton gets eaten by a fish, fish gets eaten by a bear. <laughs> bear gets shot. Bear poops it out. The poop becomes fertilizer for the land. That's kind of beautiful. Yeah. Land gets harvested by agri-corporations. <laughs> Eventually, Bob the Builder will swallow us all. <laughs> We've all got a bit of Bob in us. Oh, God. Oh, no. <laughs> Uh, all those microplastics. <laughs> Definitely not good for you. Anyways, um, I have a theory as to the name of Bill's boat. I know you said it might have been uh, Fernando. Was that what you said before? I think so. Yeah, I was trying to look out for it. I couldn't quite spot it. But every, or at least the first two times that we see the uh, the three dads on the boat, we get an instrumental version of Waterloo playing. Hmm. Which is a song about Napoleon. Just a song about water, obviously. <laughs> water poo. Um, I did a little quick research. I was like, oh, boat. I was like, I'm sure Napoleon was exiled to some fucking ship at some point in like mm. the 1830s or something. How like many that. times did he have to get exiled yeah. before it stuck? 
Silly Napoleon. Uh, I reckon Bill... Napoleon, <laughs> why are you pulling up the carpet? <laughs> oh. <laughs> France, punish him. What? <laughs> um, I think uh, Bill uh, could be like a, a stand-in for Napoleon. He's actually been exiled to the sea and just kind of go... That's why he's travelling from country to country all the time. He's Including not... Botswana. Yeah, he's not welcome anywhere. And uh, so his boat is the Undaunted, which is uh, the boat that uh, Napoleon undaunted, was... Undaunted, Undaunted. <laughs> was famously uh, exiled to. Uh, let's see what we got. Oh, yeah. Uh, Donna pulls the handle off of a push door. That You brought that on yourself, Donna, as far as I'm concerned. Mm. Um, as well, in Money, 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 have they hijacked Stavros's boat? Because like there's that one shot, like I mean, we see that Stavros's boat quite early on, and Donna kind of pushes him out of way and takes the wheel, and then Tanya mm. and Rosie are controlling the the actual uh engine of the boat, the mm. outboard motor, if you will, um, and then there's an at another point we see the three uh dynamos, fucking sat behind Stavros, and Donna has her hand in like a kind of I guess a a, a finger gun kind of shape pointed at the back of Stavros's head <laughs> like what the fuck like that's not very good I don't think that's good at all it's true it's not yeah I don't know I got questions about uh, their morals I guess and you can't just go around uh, hijacking kind Greek fishermen's boats no wonder there's no work for them in the second film constantly getting hijacked by the fucking Sheridans and co for shame yeah. Um, in the flashback of Bill that we see at the start of Mamma Mia, he's definitely tripping balls. Oh, he, yeah. he's, he's, he just looks so vacant and he's clearly like the, the most hippie. <laughs> like that's, that is the face he's making. <laughs> like he's clearly a bit of a fucking hippie type, but you know, he's got his, uh, slightly questionable tattoos and he's got the long hair and the floral shirt and. You know, he's a free spirit type. Don't you go questioning those tattoos. We gotta get them next I'm, year. I am not getting those tattoos. Knees or ass, make the choice. I'm getting both. Okay. I've decided well, on both. You can, you can take mine. I, 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 I grant onto you my tattoos. Um, uh, yeah, definitely tripping balls on some sort of illicit substance. Take your pick. I think I, I'm gonna I I and I actually I'm gonna pick uh, ayahuasca. I think he's he's after taking a big old gulp of ayahuasca. I mean, I'm not too familiar with the effects <laughs> of it, but I don't. I gather he probably wouldn't be. He'd have to be a pretty seasoned user to be sat up after yeah. gulping down some ayahuasca. Yeah, I think he's well. He, he might. Ju- he's waiting for Harry to blow up the mattress. He can't lie down yet. <laughs> <laughs> he's just trying not to throw up. <laughs> Wait, like in the flashback? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because maybe unknowingly he and well, no, actually, you know, he's. he's I taking... can see Harry Hepfire <laughs> gulping down some ayahuasca. I think maybe, but you know, Bill has taken some ayahuasca and he's 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 ascended to another plane where he meets Harry Headbanger. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you think to... Harry Headbanger would take? I think Harry Headbanger is... See, the thing is, Harry's quite a meek guy. He probably doesn't experiment too much, but I'd say speed. Yeah. <laughs> speed and maybe some weed. Speed uh, weed, gotcha. Yeah, speed. With speed. With, we, with, with, 
Swede. 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 Oh God. The greatest Swede of all time. <laughs> it's actually a drugs conference. Yeah. Um. <laughs> we have some samples of some fantastic um, British Swede here today. How do you think? You know. How do you think Kurt got so big? He got the munchies oh, so no. bad. <laughs> do you get the munchies on speed? On oh, well, maybe Swede is different. <laughs> I guess. Oh, thank you. Thank you for the award. <laughs> thank you for the sweet. Thank you for the weed. Thank you for the sweet and <laughs> the speed I'm smoking. <laughs> Gosh. Um, let's see. What else have I got? Uh, I have Shisha out of Donna's ass. I already said that. Um, <laughs> the music box co- uh, continuity. That music box is always on uh, Donna's dresser all the way throughout the movie, not just in the slipping through my finger scene. I was like, nice. Impeccable. Impeccable continuity along with the dungarees. Uh, oh, fire jaws. We've already spoken, We've already spoken fire at jaws. length about fire jaws. <laughs> fire jaws, the movie. Um, Sky is cunt, I have written down. I mean, fair enough. Like, Yeah, I think that was during... Um, uh, lay all your love on me. That's what it was during. He's just such a slimy, slimy snail. Spelled with an E. Extra slime. Uh, Sophie is... The well, Sophia's the Greek. Sophia's the Greek. Sophia's the child of William Tell. Or perhaps Milhouse Van Houten. I see. Do you know what I'm getting at? I I can't say that I do. It was like shooting a sitting duck. <laughs> and Sky clearly has like an invisible bow and arrow, but there's an actual sound when he lets go but of the William arrow. William Tell wasn't the one with the apple on his head, was he? He was the the bowsman. Yeah, no, but that's why Sophie's the the child of William Tell. That's who he shot the apple off of. Right. But also Milhouse put the apple in his mouth, and you know, if, if Sophie's probably courageous enough to, to get let's not let's not talk about that uh, <laughs> i imagine sky would have i don't know for some reason in my head i always picture him completely missing and just hitting her just square in the abdomen just uh, i'm gonna stop now i mean from there from... are too many innuendos here from Oh god, I wasn't even thinking of that, you sick fuck. Uh, uh, from the, the the sound effect and the motion that Sophie makes when that sound effect happens, it does look like she gets shot in the abdomen. Yeah, it looks like he is <laughs> instead of <laughs> Oh fuck you, I didn't realise that's what you meant. <laughs> Why was there a four minute long bleep? <laughs> God, we, like we gotta pay our bleep tax soon. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Screw the beep tax. I pay the jack tax. <laughs> That's the Jake tax. You, f- I don't fucking know. Um, I don't pay the Jake tax. Let the Jakes pay the Jake tax. Another uh, <laughs> deleted scene, which is uh, name of the game, sang during the uh, stag slash Hindu bit. Yeah. Uh, and I can only describe it as the musical equivalent of edging, because you know what it, is edging, Jack. Um, but basically, throughout name of the game, you know, you know, everyone knows the line. You know, oh, I wanna know, bear, 
are you my father? It's just, uh, it pissed me off so much. Because I love that song. That was one of my favorite fucking ABBA songs. I think it's absolutely fucking gorgeous. And why would they make Amanda Seyfried do that? I'm glad it didn't make it into the, the theatrical cut of the movie. But I'm annoyed that I had to see it. Um, My final note. Note? What? My final note is two words. All caps. Animal death. <laughs> Christ. Right, yeah. Um, and that's in reference to when the stag do guys show up to the hen party and they're scaling the fucking walls. Like animals. Like animals. Uh, one of them hops from like the bit that they've climbed up onto a wall of the of the Villa Donna. And nerdy fucking falls. Like, he, like he's like, about, I think a bit comes loose underneath his foot. And he literally stumbles and goes like, whoa. And I'm like, that could have been like a bad, like not only accident in the, con- in like the universe of the film, but on set, that could have been qu- quite disastrous. I imagine they had precautions in place. I'm sure they did. But even still, it just looked a bit like, fuck, that was a close call. Poor guy. I'd be Poor scared. animal. Poor animal. Poor animal, man. And, uh, That's right, Animal from the Muppets is in this movie. <laughs> and he's friends with Crafty Coyote, otherwise known as Bob the Builder, otherwise known as Sam the Architect. Otherwise is, known as the Finance Ham. All is one. The universe is just... Uh, or We're just the universe experiencing itself. Yada, yada, yada. Mailback. Mailback. <laughs> so, uh... Right, we, we in, in lieu of a question sticker this week, we have a, a, a series of correspondence uh, <laughs> <coughs> with, a, with a podcast, uh, which is going to sound like we're, uh, we're fucking around, but we're corresponding currently with a podcast called Free Bean Salad, uh, which is a <laughs> completely separate podcast to us. Uh, started by uh, comedian Mike Wozniak and two of his friends. Uh, and uh, yeah, apparently his podcast started only a few months ago. I only discovered it myself uh, like l- l- over the course of the last week. I saw it in my recommended podcasts and thought, huh, Spotify have given us a strange cover art. <laughs> <laughs> and then clicked into it and I was like, it's popular with listeners of such and such podcast. Uh, and I was just like, yeah. I, I didn't know we were popular with listeners of that podcast, and uh, clicked into it, and was like, huh, I know who Mike Wozniak is, why is he on our podcast? <laughs> so anyway, uh, needless to say, we uh, we got in touch with them, and uh, mm. I'm, I'm just going to read the, the emails as they've been corresponded. Yeah. Do you want to take our side of the <clears throat> correspondence, and I'll take... I'm, I'm happy to do that. Side. Just, just to, you know, no confusion. So, the subject line is, Top of the Feud Chain. (laughs) Dear Mr. Wozniak and Co., I represent the cast and crew of a free bean salad. Firstly, I would like to ask, how is the hemorrhoid? (laughs) Casserole-like, I'm sure. Secondly, we would like to extend our thanks for accepting our invitation to a long-standing feud, which will start as of today. Since the founding of our podcast, we have been searching high and low for a rival gang slash podcast with whom we would like to spar, and it seems as though you have fallen right into our trap. Allow us to introduce ourselves. 
We are a humble film-based podcast founded at the end of 2019 between three friends with a love for cinema and a sick curiosity for Mr. Bean content. I'm sure you can see the relevance of our name. Sorry, of our name. <laughs> Over the course of 2020, we endured the Herculean challenge of watching the Mr. Bean cinematic trilogy on rotation for 53 weeks straight due to an administrative error. As you could probably tell, this has done untold damage to our mental and spiritual well-being. However, it would have been cowardly of us to stop there. Following the dizzying heights of our show's success, uh, there's a there's an apostrophe, not an apostrophe, and uh, that uh, asterisk. Asterisk. That's what I'm looking for. An asterisk there, uh, which at the bottom of the page says 30 uh, average weekly listeners on Patreon, subscribed to by my co-host mother and my own grandfather. <laughs> Should be noted that uh, Jack wrote this. Uh, <laughs> With some help. Yes, following the dizzying success, dizzying heights of our show's success, we were we are fulfilling the obligation of giving the fans more. As of now, we are engaged in the task of watching the Mamma Mia duology on a weekly rotation, and we're fine, thank you. The ludicrous string of events described above have led us to this very email. As a result of our name being hijacked, we feel we must knock some virtual sense into you, just as you have knocked us from the front page of Google. We eagerly await your impassioned retaliation, for without conflict this is not a feud, merely two street toughs yelping into the void, <laughs> much like our podcast now that we think about it. Best regards, not the original Free Bean Salad podcast. And then came the reply. Dear fellow podcasters, first of all, thank you for your inquiry as to the state of my health. I'm pleased to say things are heading in the right direction. As for your invitation to a feud... I'm afraid the three of us are in a phase of life where we are very much trying to cut down on feuds and are not keen to stoke up any new ones. We're sorry if the name of our podcast has caused any distress. The good news is that we feel pretty sure that there is space enough in the universe for our podcasts to coexist in their current state. The names are admittedly similar, but not exactly the same, and the content is very different. If some listener traffic goes in the wrong direction from time to time, we feel the affected listeners... A. Won't come to any harm. B. Will be able to work out what has happened in short order. And C. Will have the added bonus of yet another podcast discovery. We wish you well and hope you will accept the hand of friendship and reject the hand of feudship. Best wishes, Mike Wozniak on behalf of the Three Beans. Dear Mr. Wozniak, First of all, I would like to apologise for my previous first for feudship. I'm sure you can imagine the stresses of running a high-concept show such as ours. At times, it is easy to get swept up in the turmoil of it all. It can cloud one's judgement. With that addressed, I would gladly accept the hand of friendship on behalf of the entire FreeBS team. Instead of seeing you as a foe, we shall look upon you fondly, as a podcast sibling, if you will, albeit perhaps the younger, more successful sibling, but familial all the same. We look forward to listening and enjoying your content. I'm sure that should be listening too. Uh, and if you ever feel like tackling the subject of Mr. Bean or Mamma Mia, we'd be more than happy to offer our specialist expertise. All the best from our beans to yours, the Free Bean Salad team. This is a great development. Not just for us, but for the Beaniverse at large. Thank you. May your bird... <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> this is a great development, not just for us, but for the Beaniverse at large. Thank you. May your beans never turn grey. The other beans. Uh, I'm choosing to believe that uh, the uh, we're now like sister podcasts, brother and sister podcasts, 
and uh, that we should consider this a podcast network. Yeah, uh, the, 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 the universe. The Beaniverse. It's, yeah. it's a 3B network. Yeah. We, what we need now is a third show. Oh, a third show about beans in some in some form, and it also has to be called some iteration, some permutation of three bean salad. Let's see, we got three dash bean salad, which is us. Then we got free the word free bean salad, which is them. Uh, tree bean salad. It's about forestry. Maybe Roman numerals. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That could work. Yeah, uh, all right. If someone wants to do that, uh, then we can all three of us uh, collab. Patreon. Patreon. Our first Patreon is Mrs. H. Mrs. Three. Our second Patreon is uh, Jack Kavanagh. Jack Kavanagh. I was trying to remember if he was the one that left or not. <laughs> no, he's here. He's yeah, here. he's here last I checked. And our third and final Patreon is Andy Kinsalone. <laughs> If you would like to join us on Patreon, go to patreon.com forward slash freebeansalpod. That is, even the number of the word free. Try it, but make sure it's us and not Mike Wozniak before you give us money. Please, Mike Wozniak already has a platform. Where's Mike Wozniak already has pants. <laughs> You can't afford them. I've seen them. I've seen them on television. <laughs> we have seen them on telly. Mr. Wozniak, if you are listening, my co-host has not been able to afford pants because we don't have enough Patreon subscribers, supporters, whatever you want to call them. And for the record, when I say pants, I don't mean pants in the way that uh, English people mean pants. I think it, over there it means like underwear. Trousers. I mean trousers. Yeah. Please. You probably can't afford pants either. Oh, no. No, definitely not. Yeah, he's just sitting here completely pantsless yeah. next to me. It's very distressing. It's very uncomfortable. Uh, My crotch is sodden from the lack of pants. I sit in the rain all day. What am I to do? There's only one thing you can do, and that's to say, Tanker's away. Away, away. away. <laughs>
No one else's. Look, all I'm saying <laughs> is, if you want to know what edging is, look no further than just after the graduation scene and here we go again. You know what I mean. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> A very roundabout way of saying it. 